BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing 3% mortgages, secondhand steals, and legroom lunacy. You know what, buddy? This is our Friday flight, where we're going to talk about some of the different stories we came across this week, the most important headlines that we think you need to pay attention to. Uh, Real quick, I wanted to share a a quick personal anecdote, though. So back in the spring when we listed our house, back when the uh, the housing market was quite hot. In fuego. In particular for the sellers out there, we had a number of offers, a, a number of competitive offers on our place. Two in particular we were trying to decide between, but one of the buyers, they had included within their offer the ability to stay in their mountain cabin. Have we talked about this on the show? I can't remember. I don't think so. If we, if we ever know. It's always tough to know what we've talked about <laughs> only in, in real life with you and me sitting here in the right. office uh, versus what we've talked about on the show. And granted, this wouldn't have tipped the scales if the other offer was super strong, if they'd come in with a, a really uh, high price uh, it, at that point. It just kind of comes down to the numbers. You kind of have to do the math. You don't want to overvalue this mountain cabin stay. It's yeah. Like, well, what, what can I book this for normally? <laughs> 250 a night, let's say. Exactly. Let's so value it at maybe that. Maybe extra thousand bucks, but it was still enough to, it put them on our radar maybe a little bit more than otherwise, right? 
But simultaneously, I was a little bit curious to see if we were actually going to take advantage of that because it's one of those things where on paper it seems like this nice perk. What if it's like it's a nice offer? Literally a tent. And you're like, <laughs> dang it. No, they 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 foiled did, again. They did include pictures and it looked really nice. And we thought, oh, this is this is actually something we should consider as we're making a decision. Uh, well, the good news is that we actually just booked it. We we've kind of been in touch with them and we weren't sure if, if we were going to reach out to them and they're going to say, oh. By oh. the way, it's it's booked for the next two years. That Sorry. was a joke. <laughs> uh, but we no, it's in the contract, man. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it it was, and that is something that we just booked. So I'm actually, yeah, we're looking forward to doing that this this fall for a few days. But the reason I wanted to share that is because it was a way that these buyers that they got creative mm-hmm. in order to get the house that they wanted, uh, and we're actually seeing that in other ways, not necessarily from the buyer's standpoint, but from the seller's standpoint. Uh, so our first story, we're going to talk about mortgage loan assumptions because obviously mortgage rates, you know, like they're still low if you if you take kind of a, like if you zoom out, take a long-term look. I kind of want to make a joke about assumptions here, by the way, because I don't know, you know what they say about people who make so, assumptions, <laughs> right, Matt? That's it, true. But I think this, this type of assumptions though are a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. So what we, let's just like spell that out real quick. This assumption is literally you taking over somebody else's mortgage, right? So not going out and getting your own mortgage, but when someone's selling that house, you are saying, not only am I taking your house, but I'm taking your mortgage mortgage at the same time. Exactly. Yep. And and the interesting thing is that almost nobody did this for a whole lot of years. But as mortgage rates have risen just astronomically recently, mm. we've we've seen a lot more mortgage assumptions taking place. Now that rates are in the 6% range, it's pricing some folks out of the out of the housing market. Well, if you get that same house, same price, but with a 3% mortgage, you might be able to afford it, right? And uh, there are, what we'll point out, a big chunk of loans that are not assumable based on the way the contract is written from that mortgage lender. Like they can't transfer it into your name. Yeah, these are specifically government backed, like the, like VA loans, FHA loans, USDA loans. Some of these loans that are directly backed by the U.S. government. Exactly. So the interesting thing though is, as you're out there searching for homes to buy, you're going to uh, likely see people touting this inside of the listing, mm-hmm. right? Because if they have this 2.75% mortgage or 3.5% mortgage that they're willing to let you assume, that's an that's a huge check mark yeah. in, in, <laughs> for them and for their property. They're going to get a lot more potential buyers if those buyers know that they can take on that much lower mortgage rate at the same time. Totally. It, it, I will say it's a tricky process, though. Even if you, even if the house does come with an assumable loan, for instance, maybe that loan might only cover 40% of the purchase price, and you've got to either because, bring, bring cash or yeah. get another loan to, Cause, to cause take care of the rest of it. Because values are so much higher, likely, than when they actually purchase that home. So, yeah, it may not only, it may only cover a, a small portion of the overall purchase price of that property. Yeah, but that Wall Street Journal article about assumable mortgages was something I was like, I it, I know it's more common actually in other countries. I believe in Great Britain. It's one of those things that's mm-hmm. kind of par for the course. And it would it would seem like this should be more normal here where you don't have to, but the banks benefit, right? From every time somebody does uh, takes out a fresh new loan, when if we just had more assumable loans, it would cut down on some of those transaction fees that we're always railing against, Matt, when it comes to buying and selling real estate. I would love to see more mortgage loans become assumable, more people transferring mortgages to each other as they buy or sell a house. Uh, But I don't know. It's good to see at least a little bit of uptick in, in this regard. 
That's right. Yeah. So there is a way for you to get that two and three quarters mortgage rate. Yes. But <laughs> they're they're just you and far between. Yeah. Not not terribly easy, but it's possible. <laughs> uh, all right. So we, we talked recently about the, the duopoly and the monopoly reality that most folks face when it comes to paying for Internet at home. There are really just a few companies around the country who are out there competing with each other. Uh, so the options, they, they remain pretty crappy. Uh, and the prices, because of that, they stay pretty high. The speeds are low and your monthly bill <laughs> exactly. is exorbitant. Uh, but one thing that we failed to mention is that technology is helping to bring more competition to the space, uh, helping this to hopefully become uh, more of a, a problem of the past. Some of the major cell phone companies out there like Verizon and T-Mobile, they are selling their 5G cell service, uh, but it's not just cell phone service. It's actually going to be able to replace your current Wi-Fi uh, setup that you have at home. Uh, and the price, it's, it's not all that bad either. It's like it's uh, 50 bucks from T-Mobile uh, and plans start at $50 as well with Verizon. Although folks who currently have Verizon for cell phone service, they can get an even lower rate by bundling. I haven't tested these out personally, uh, but from what we've read, the reviews look really good and the price is good as well. Uh, and so it's, it's good to see that there, these are some kind of like realistic options that would allow you to take a completely different approach to getting internet at home yeah, as but, opposed to going the, the more traditional path, which always feels so cumbersome as well, right? Like you're so, you have to be there in person because a guy is going to show up <laughs> and then he's going to drill a random hole in your house. Uh, Who knows where? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's just going to drill it wherever he wants. Lily, when we moved and the AT&T guy came out, we, we had to talk a long time about where he's going to put this hole. And it was just kind of, I don't know, it, it took a long time. These five 5G service... Feels a little bit outdated. It seems like it's, it? it's going to be the future. And the, the speeds are something like in the in the average range of 100 megs up to like 180 megs uh, with a couple of these plans. So it, it's worth looking into, let's say, if you're currently paying $80, $90, $100 for internet service every single month, but that speed is going to serve you just fine. Or maybe you just found that like, yeah, you've called the customer retention department again, like we've suggested, and they have finally got onto your game and then they're not lowering your rate anymore. Typically they will, but not always. Well, it, it might be it might be time to try out one of these 5G plans. Okay, and if up. you do, let us know. Let us know how it goes. And Matt, one thing you, you mentioned was that if you are currently a Verizon customer, you can get an even better deal on this 5G service. Sadly, that means that you're paying so much extra though for cell phone mm -hmm. service that it's probably not worth it. <laughs> if you I mean if you, you should just leave all together. If you can sit down and do the math, like take the whole picture into account, right? Because if maybe you are with Mint Mobile uh, and you've got that price down and you are able to pay maybe more than you want to because you are with Comcast. But if your overall net cost is going to be lower, of course, stick with what you've got going on. But yeah. if you do the math and you realize that, you know what, paying more for Verizon cell phone service, uh, that would allow me to, to pay a lot less for my home internet. You could totally come out ahead. Yeah, because I think... It comes I down to the numbers, baby. I saw if you're actually a Verizon cell customer, you can get the internet for as low as $25 a month. Yep, it's cut like, in half. That's pretty good. Pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about travel for a second because we had travel expert Scott Kyes on the show a while back, Matt, and we, we talked a little bit about legroom uh, on airplanes or the lack thereof. And airlines are, of course, they're doing their best to charge us more for tiny slivers of <laughs> extra space as they've shrunk the distance between seats by a meaningful number of inches over the past couple of decades. Matt, I'm six foot six. And so every inch of legroom they take away, I feel it like in my knees, in my back, all over. And so I don't love... I feel it in my pinky. <laughs> it hurts there too. Exactly. Exactly. My left earlobe, uh, 
particularly throbs, Matt, on these long flights. But I've actually seen some drawings recently for potential cabin configurations where you're more in like a, a an upright seat where they're packing a whole lot more people in and you're in this like semi-standing position. It's like, it's like an adjustable bike seat, basically. Yeah, right. You like straddle and you're, it's, yeah, it's almost like the standing roller coasters that you like get exactly. lashed. It, uh, it's <laughs> almost exactly like that. That's the best, yeah, that's the Except best way to put it. one only lasts uh, 45 seconds, whereas the other lasts for four and a half hours. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, no, no carriers have actually tried to implement anything like this yet. But the interesting thing is they might not have the chance because apparently the Department of Transportation is considering imposing a mi- uh, minimum seat requirements for how much legroom people have. And it's currently open for public comment on their site now. I, Matt, like I told you, I don't like being crammed into a seat. I don't like feeling like a sardine where my knees are literally buckled up against the seat in front of me. But I will say, I also like saving money and I am more than willing to endure some discomfort to save an extra couple hundred dollars on a three or four hour flight. So I'm not the kind of person who wants to fly first class, who wants even the premium economy. Stick me in the back with all the regular folks who also have their knees crammed against the seat in front of them. Um, if it means I get to save money, I'm totally cool with it. So we're stuck hearing you complain about it. That's right. You, like Joel does not want to be forced to pay that, but you always shall have the option to pay for that, right? right? Like, that's the thing that we love so much about the way things, I guess, currently are, is that you have the choice. Like, imagine if you wanted to fly somewhere, you didn't have a ton of money, but you got to fly. Well, you're probably going to consider going with Spirit (laughs) or, you know, somebody like that, where Where they basically sneer at you the whole time. You know, like they're going to charge you for every little thing, but it is most likely absolutely be the best way to save and to be able to fly there for the the least amount of money possible. But if these regulations pass, uh, guess what? That more affordable fare isn't going to exist because essentially you're, you're, you're forcing the airlines to pass some of those costs onto you. One of the other most beautiful things about the the major discounters like Spirit, Matt, is the numbers show when Spirit comes into uh, a market, the amount of money that the major airlines are charging for seats goes down too. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the fact that that they're cramming people into cheap seats on on the Spirit Airlines and that you can save money that way. It just because of the competition, just because there are cheaper seats on Spirit means that their competitors, the even the ones that are are full fare airlines, they're gonna they're gonna be cheaper too. Exactly. Yeah. Because if they're forced to have fewer seats on these planes, that's going to lead to higher prices. Uh, but, you know, so in the end, we'll, we'll see what happens. We don't know. Um, fingers are crossed, though, that the airlines, that they keep doing their thing and that customers, they are able to choose the airline that they want to do business with accordingly. Because that's the thing. Over time, it, it depends. On, it's not even just you and what you're gradually getting used to, but like it depends maybe from trip to trip or even year to year. You might have like a really good year and you're thinking, you know what? You know, if I'm flying anywhere this year, I'm, I'm going to do first class, baby. Like, no longer shall my knees be crammed. But like, let's say three years from now, or maybe I grow three more inches, and it becomes just uh, <laughs> untenable. Luckily, you're done growing. But but you have the option, and that's what I love the most is that folks have the option to do that. Although that being said, some of these uh, the extra legroom seats out there they come with extra perks like free drinks, which is kind of cool, and you know, flying so that your knees so that they don't ram into the seat in front of you. Like that might be your craft beer equivalent, or you might feel that that's just a basic human need from your your point of view. But I think what's important to keep in mind is that do you want to have the choice to make this purchase on your own, or do you want to be forced? Do you want to be coerced into paying more because everybody is having to yeah. uh, provide you know fewer seats on a plane? They're having to provide more legroom for everybody. Like I, I want people to have the choice. That's I, all. I can't imagine getting behind the wheel of a Mazda Miata. Those things seem tiny, and I think they should be wiped off the face of the earth accordingly. Like, people who are 6'6 
probably shouldn't be driving those cars. But there's a lot of Mazda Miata fans. There's like a, there's a lot of people who are five four who racing circuit, and all they do is race Miatas. Really? Did you, did you know that? No. Yeah. You remember Corey, our, our old buddy? Oh yeah, Corey? yeah. He used to be part of this uh, Miata group, and they all got their Miatas. They together. do have like a, a cult following. Take them I, to the track. I would imagine the cult following <laughs> is mostly involves short people. But ironically enough, Corey was at least six. He foot. was decently tall, <laughs> and he drove a Miata. Maybe they've got more legroom than I'm giving them credit for. Maybe so. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of the airlines, last week the U.S. Department of Transportation uh, they published a really helpful chart that's going to allow you to know what you're entitled to if you're affected by uh, what's known as a controllable flight cancellation or delay. And this includes things like maintenance problems, or let's say they don't have the right crew members for your flight, uh, baggage loading or fueling problems. Uh, We'll actually link to this in the show notes. But for example, if there's uh, an overnight delay, virtually all of the airline carriers, they've committed to uh, providing passengers with a complimentary hotel stay. All of them, except for one, Matt. Uh, not Spirit, actually, but Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, j- just because an airline hasn't committed to certain amenities across the board, just because they're not listed on this website as offering that benefit, that doesn't mean that they won't hook you up if you ask. So it's important to know that uh, it's often up to the discretion of the individual carrier and even the actual employee who you're speaking with, right? So it depends if, if uh, what, what seats they sat in in order to... <laughs> <laughs> is Jan having a good day? We don't know. But uh, maybe Margaret over here is, is feeling a little little happier and she's willing to make sure you're taken care of, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, but, she got to sit in that extra first class seat. She didn't have to... What, what's the jump? Is it the jump seat that the, uh, the airline attendants yeah. sit in or whatever? That's, is that, that the best seat in, I, the, in the house? No, they're not the best. They're just like a little fold-out like well, a piece of wood or yeah. something like that. <laughs> they do not look super comfortable. That's well, all. Well, yeah, I just, I, it's just is important to mention one that this exists and that you can kind of see what you're entitled to, but also that even if you're not publicly entitled to some sort of compensation for one of these, you know, for a cancellation or for a delay, you can still advocate for yourself. Often again, Matt, via Twitter, Twitter is one of the best ways to get a hold of airline customer service. And, and lots of times they'll take care of you when legally they're not even required to. That's right, dude. All right, we have several other stories we're going to get to, including uh, sacrificing a little bit of your privacy in order to save more on insurance. We've got that story, plus a few others right after this. Jill, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about getting your books together with, uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000, 25, and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. 
There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust & Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. Hey folks, it's Matt. I've got to tell you about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking a little Health Aid kombucha every day, and I feel amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors, but my favorites so far are Pink Lady Apple and Ginger Lemon. So what exactly is Health Aid kombucha? Well, it is a fermented, bubbly, probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice, and it's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet and a little tangy, and very refreshing. I'm sure you've heard about the importance of gut health and supporting uh, your overall health. It's something I've read up on a good bit over the past year, which is why I've made Health Aid Kombucha a part of my everyday routine. Literally every afternoon, I'll have some. It's super easy, and it's affordable, too. My favorite grocery store, Aldi, they carry it as well. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. All right, we're, we're going to continue here on the Friday flight. We're going to talk, uh, continue to cover some stories that we found interesting this week, how they pertain to your personal finances. And of course, we always get to the ludicrous headline of the week. That's right now. And this one comes from Axios. The headline reads... New company encourages donate now, pay later, charitable giving. And the headline, Matt, just gave me the willies. I was like, <laughs> I know where this is going. It cannot be good. It's 
basically buy now pay later uh but instead of spending your money on an item you want it's for giving money away to a cause that you care yeah. about let's just say we were not surprised to see that i mean as soon as you see that you're like well of course yeah about time of course it went there that this is where it went mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's it's kind of it's inevitable right it's it's a domino effect we start with bnpl we get to gnpl and now uh <laughs> yeah you, you don't even have to have the money in your possession to give to causes you care about there are just so many problems with this though that it's it's hard to know really where to start like one you're giving away money you don't have to give two there's now a middleman taking a a cut of your donation somewhere between eight and fifteen percent so the charity that you couldn't wait to support until you actually had the money well now they're not getting anywhere near the full benefit they would have if you gave to them directly although i will say that one of the things that the company behind this that like one of their stats was that something like 80 percent of give folks more. will give twice as much if they're presented with this option Which whether is, or not that that is a good thing is like that's another debate right but the fact that certain nonprofits out there are able to potentially receive even even more money well, that's what the bnpl is, is a good argument have said the whole the whole time yeah folks it, will spend more <laughs> yeah hey put us on your website amazon and because people are going to have bigger shopping carts because mm-hmm. they're going to buy more than they can actually afford and this is going to be good all the way around for everyone right it's going to increase your bottom line but when you're giving away more money i get why that sounds nice to the charitable organizations hey people are going to give more money to you but they're giving money that they don't have and so we would say this this majorly sucks and we are all about supporting nonprofits that are doing good work totally we would yeah. say it's a, a great thing to budget for monthly or annual giving but this feels shady and almost predatory and it's definitely not the best way to make those donations happen so if you see a, a give now pay later button avoid it uh don't do it because it's another modern uh, iteration of a stupid fintech offering that yeah. is bad for bad for individuals it's bad for consumers i, w- I will say i'm willing to play devil's advocate a little Bring bit it. here because I hear what you got to say so like in this way like simultaneously i feel like it could be a good thing if it allows somebody to commit to a behavior that they might want to do but that they find themselves not doing over time right like like i will see it almost like a tool not inherently a, a bad or an evil thing but as a tool that someone could potentially utilize I see you're just sitting over there staring at me well, <laughs> that you could potentially utilize as like a commitment device. Right. And so like in that way, I almost feel you could also do the same with a recurring credit card donation. To- my friend, you, you, know? you, you totally could. Yeah, absolutely. So I get what you're saying. But and I, we've said the same I, thing I, about BNPLs that they're not inherently wrong or inherently bad. It's just that most people use them poorly. Slope. They exactly. use them typically it, yes, to they buy use, or give money that totally. they don't have. Yeah. They, they use them poorly. And so that's why the, the end matters so much, so much. Right. And so the means to the end, end here in this case the end is to give that money away when you're using it to buy more junk like more crap i think that to me that feels more pernicious right like that's when you're you're not really thinking through like do you really need all this stuff now do you really need that fancy pair of running shorts or something you know, i'm just picking on myself because <laughs> <laughs> that's like the last thing i bought but not via pay now but going into debt later. forgiving is is not much better though right and it's not about going in, into debt obviously if you're doing that then uh then that's something that we would discourage and a lot of people are I think. yeah well in that case i I absolutely would discourage it. But yeah, the ability for somebody, I, I do see there being benefits, sort of like with buy now, pay later. There are some benefits if, say, it, it does allow somebody to turn their credit around a little bit because those payments get counted towards their credit. In the same way, I do see there being some slight benefits potentially to having uh, give now, pay later be an option. And, and especially considering the folks are willing to give a little bit more of their money away if presented with that option. Yeah. Uh, but that's, well, and, and so whether you're giving it or. More of, 
their future money so their that future they don't money. have that, that is away, true. which is the problem right it is that is at the crux of the problem is people saying i want to do this thing now but i don't have the money to do it but i'm going to going to go ahead and commit to it because this tool exists for me to be able to do that right and and that's what we talk like credit cards are, are similar in that way although it's a shorter time frame and it really yeah, can a be truncated used timeline as for a sure. as a method of payment and it comes with even better rewards the only yes. reward yep. for bnpl most of the time is just the ability to hold off doing something you would have done otherwise whereas credit cards offer additional benefits we'd yeah. say i mean ultimately if someone can't afford it right if they are like where it does feel like a loan in order to give that seems like a very unhealthy <laughs> a very unhealthy behavior uh as opposed to seeing it as a way for I th- some folks i think are just entering into that mindset of like they are seeing themselves month to month and even though we discourage that we want people to look ahead we want folks to plan and to budget and to do things a little more proactively i think there are a lot of folks who are entering into this way of handling their money where they are looking at it more as just a kind of like a monthly amount like a subscription this is how much i pay every month that goes towards my you know netflix or this is how much i, I end up paying every month towards my groceries yeah. i think some folks say, i would say ach though or, yeah. or setting up a, a monthly payment like, put it on autopilot sure but uh buy now give later to me could set you up to be in a position a financial position you don't want to find yourself in. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, we don't like it. <laughs> but I, I guess I do see this as being a slight way that there, someone's using this technology for good. Obviously, if folks are using it for the consumables, then I think that's a, a very bad thing. And unfortunately, that is how a lot of folks are, are using it. That's that's why it's wrecking the, the personal finances of a lot of, a lot of young folks. Uh, actually, The Times had an article this past weekend about how more individuals are turning to buy now, pay later for just like basic purchases, like groceries. Uh, and then, of course, what ends up happening? Folks start spending more uh, while they're at the grocery store because they can pay for it in multiple installments. And so why not get the uh, the, the, the gourmet cheese? Or I'm going to go ahead and get the uh, the name brand cereal because it's a little <laughs> bit nicer than the, uh, the off-brand stuff. I'll just pay for it over time. And so when you use it in this way, these products are basically loans. Uh, and so taking out a loan to buy groceries, we feel is a, is a rest to be for disaster. We want you to be planning ahead in advance. And while at the moment it does kind of seem like a gray area, I think ultimately it, it feels like that this is going to go, it's going to start leaning more in the direction of it being a, a massive negative as opposed to it being something that you can use to your advantage. Yeah, I agree. And we've talked about how some buy now, pay later companies are starting to report to the credit bureaus. And so if you're a really savvy consumer who doesn't have a great credit score, it's, it, you know, d- uh, buying thoughtfully occasionally an item through BNPL when you have the money, um, <laughs> ensuring that you pay it off as agreed. Well, that can help boost your credit score. But for the most part, especially, man, seeing that story about groceries, it's just, it's a bummer to see people getting into financial situations they wouldn't otherwise because these products exist and they're using them thinking that they're better than they actually are. Um, when sure. for the most part, people use them poorly. It's a tool, uh, but it's it's mostly a crappy tool for, for most people. Uh, let's let's uh, move on though, Matt. There's a, a new survey from a company called Higher Visibility and they found that 25% of Gen Zers want to become social media influencers. And when I read that, I was like, you know what? That's that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's okay to want to influence the people around you. And, and it is true that some social media content creators are able to make real money. Uh, th- but it's also true that there are only a select few 
who make legitimate income doing so, who make a meaningful amount, right? Who make enough to, I don't know, pay the bills. And I guess, you know, influencers maybe are kind of like the new pro athletes. <laughs> That's like the new hmm. hot job that people want. But we all know by now that the percentage of folks who make it uh, to the pros in that field is infinitesimally small too. You know, we had uh, linebacker Brandon Copeland on uh, recently, and he talked about how difficult difficult it was to make it in the NFL, especially as an undrafted player. Uh, not trying to crush the dreams of the youngsters out there, but it's wise to not put uh, that profession on such a pedestal and to put all your eggs in that basket. It's okay to dabble and to see what happens, but putting all of your efforts there is just, it's not a good idea because again, so few people are actually going to make money. And I I know a lot of people in that space. I don't have any hate for the influencer crowd out there. I think it's uh, I think it's totally fine. I don't really participate much, um, but I'm totally cool that people make money online in that way. But it's just important to mention that something like the 1% or even the 0.1%, that's where most of the money's going. And there's a whole lot of wannabe influencers out there who, who aren't making a dime. I like how you said, it's okay to influence other people. Like you just completely strip the, the, the word influencer of its like negative connotation <laughs> that, that comes with it. Well, I think for some people, the, the reality is like they have a good heart and they want to yeah. share cool things with the world. And so there's nothing wrong with being out there and talking to your friends right. and, and sharing with others how you think or how you I mean, feel about something. To be honest, there's a lot of crappy influencers out oh, there sure. who are yeah. doing terrible things. But I think most people, the reason they want to do this is because it sounds like fun and they want to share something cool with others. And I think I think that motive, that desire is good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about saving money by being healthy. Uh, Joel, you know, there's that saying that is it like an ounce of prevention that's worth a pound of cure. Yeah, that's right. Um, though as a country, I feel like like we've not been great at internalizing that uh, when it comes to medicine or or honestly a lot of important elements of our society <laughs> either. Uh, but apparently, more insurance companies are starting to lean in this direction, implementing something called active insurance, uh, and so. Basically, insurance companies, they will reward you for good behavior, which will have a direct impact on both their bottom line and, of course, yours, which is why we're talking about it. Maybe your waistline, too, if it's a health insurance Heck company. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, one example is, yeah, wearing a, like a health insurance company provided device to track your physical activity. Uh, and if you start exercising and losing weight, you might see reduced premiums or, you know, some other money saving rewards. Uh, the reality, man, is that like these sorts of products are going to continue to proliferate. And we think that that's a that's a good thing when it comes to our ability to, to save money. But honestly, for our collective health as well, uh, if we just jump through a few hoops, I see this as a as a great way for us to potentially like we're sacrificing a little bit of privacy. Uh, the insurance companies maybe know a little bit more about us. Ultimately, this could be kind of like a frugal versus cheap where, you know, are we being cheap because we're sacrificing our data here in the short term in order to save money here in the short term? But in the long run, the, all of these companies, they know more about us. I do think that that'll be a good question for future discussions, yeah. but definitely something to keep in mind as well before you which we often all do just instinctively click the checkbox that I agree with the uh, whatever the <laughs> well, consents. Who's got the time to read all those, man? But uh, I totally agree. Consumer but reports. It, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, they're <laughs> digging into those uh, fine print for us. But it, w the last job I had, the last real job before podcasting full time, we had this thing called Know Your Numbers. And what they did was once a year, Emily and I would go into into the into the office. They would bring some nurses there. They would 
draw some blood. They'd measure your waistline, all that kind of stuff. They took like five different numbers. Check your blood pressure. Yeah, sure. check the blood pressure. They want to make sure that you are meeting some sort of requirements. And if you do that, if you agree, you don't. You didn't have to. You could continue to pay full freight for health insurance. But if you agreed to get your numbers measured and you uh, were good on at least three out of five of those numbers, you got 400 bucks back uh, nice. off of your premiums. And so that was the kind of thing where I'm like, of, of course, I'm going to trade them knowing my blood pressure and uh, waistline size for 400 bucks. No problem. And so those are the kind of things that more and more insurance companies are participating in, trying to make sure that you're living healthy. And that's going to be good for you. It's going to save you money. But there might even be additional incentives on top of it. Uh, And so I, I don't know. I like to see these sorts of things. But you're right, Matt. There are some of those privacy concerns intertwined in these programs too. But let's talk about something else, Matt. A a new report from a firm called Global Data, which just made me think of Globo Gym from Dodgeball, the uh, (laughs) Ben Stiller's gym, finds that 82% of Americans are actively involved in selling and buying used goods secondhand. So basically sites like eBay, uh, Facebook Marketplace, and OfferUp, they are booming right now. And that's understandable. Lots of folks are saying that inflation is a major reason that they're opting to go this route. Hey, everything costs more, so I'm trying to buy more stuff used. And we hope that trend sticks around. We think that's great. You know, technology has made buying and selling used goods easier than it's ever been. And we think that it's it's always a great time to be using those sites to pay less for consumer goods and to sell unwanted items. And Matt, it, it's also just made it easier to get more money for those goods. Think about going back to garage sales. You could get uh, pennies on the dollar because like your, your, the sphere, the amount of people you could reach, it was really people who were walking or driving by who would mm-hmm. see your stuff so and maybe stop. specific, beholden geographic audience exactly. who's going to look at your stuff. Whereas now with these, with these sites, you can reach a whole lot more folks. Folks who are willing to drive and pay top dollar for that item you have. Speaking of which, Matt, there are less than four months now left in the Sell Your Stuff Challenge. Oh. So uh, just for how to sell stuff, I just need to get my sheet updated, okay. which I haven't done in I've been doing pretty good too. I got, I got to update my sheet as well. I'm curious to see where I'm at. I think I'm, I think maybe I'm a, just a little bit behind, but uh, for how to money listeners out there who are participating, we launched that at the beginning of this year, selling one item a week. I'm curious to, I'm so curious to see the results, Matt, to see how many items people actually sold and yeah. see maybe who made the most money this year too. Yeah. And actually there's another story about all of the different athletic gear that folks bought during the pandemic how it's been plummeting in value. So not only can you use sites like uh, eBay to sell the stuff that you no longer want, but as a consumer, you can take advantage of the prices, uh, the plummeting values that uh, that folks are having to sell their stuff for because they're no longer worth what they paid for it. Yeah, I'm on the search for a mountain bike right oh, now. Yeah? Because, but the problem is I'm freakishly tall and nobody has the extra large frames. So larger frames. everybody's got those medium-sized frames. Get you the medium-sized frame, but then get you an extra long seat post. Those are like the Mazda Miatas of... <laughs> <laughs> bikes. Uh, but what about new stuff? Because it's actually, it's hard to believe, but the holidays, they're really around the corner. And I think there's a chance that we're going to see a lot more Black Friday deals this year. A friend of the show, Ben Carlson, he thinks so. We tend to agree. Uh, basically how it works for months on end, supply chain issues, they were a serious problem. But now there's been an overcorrection, right? Like imagine a pendulum swinging and it was far off over to one side where there wasn't enough supply and now it's swung back. It's that bullwhip uh, effect. And there are, uh, there's an abundance of supply. Uh, so chains like Walmart and Target have excess inventory. They've got too much stuff. And of course, these different companies, they're going to have to reduce prices in a serious way in order to entice you to remove that inventory uh, you know, from their warehouses. But 
But keep in mind, the best way to save the most money is by not buying any of this stuff, you know, altogether. Don't be enticed by the 40% off, by the 70% off sales that, you know, that you might see. Ask yourself first, is there a way that I could just do without this item completely without thinking that, you know, you're the the smartest consumer out there because you are taking advantage of the deals. Plus, I can pay pay for it in six installments over time through buy now, pay later. <laughs> only what? only if you're giving that money away, Joel. <laughs> it's like, this is the deal of a lifetime. Probably not. So yeah, although we are likely to see more deals, the best deals are going to be buying used still on a lot of these sites for the most part. Um, but yeah, I like that you said too, Matt, start budgeting now. Like I think most people aren't thinking about the holidays yet, but it really is right around the corner. And you can make the, the holidays a whole lot less financially painful if you start thinking now and you start saving now, uh, maybe c- come up with an exact total of what you're going to want to spend on gifts and start setting money aside every paycheck so that you have the cash you need to pay for the presents you want to buy when it comes to uh, when it comes Christmas time. That's right. All right. Well, that's going to do it, Matt, for this episode. We hope that you guys have a great weekend and we hope to see you back here on Monday. Matt and I are going to publish a conversation that we just had with Sarah Wilson. She's known as Budget Girl on YouTube mm-hmm. and she's pretty rad, Matt. So I'm looking forward to releasing that episode on Monday. That's right, man. So that's going to be it for this one, though. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.